Once upon a time in a magical land of make-believe and mystery, there were two girls who dreamed that one day the stories they read in books would come to life. They often wondered what it would be like to see characters from those books live in their world and even interact with characters from other books. Those dreams have come true and those girls are now grown, but their imaginations are still filled with the magic of childhood and every week they like to take an adventure beyond Storybrooke. Hi, I'm Trina. And I'm Addie. And we're here to discuss episode 8 of Once Upon a Time called Smash the Mirror, which aired on November 16th, 2014. And now it's time for our recap. All right, Addie. So this week's recap is a little long because it was a two-hour episode. So bear with me. In Smash the Mirror, in Arendelle, we see the Snow Queen make a deal with the apprentice in which he asks for the sorcerer's hat and in exchange she wants happiness, meaning a third magical sister, quote unquote. To get Anna out of the way, the Snow Queen plots to turn Elsa against Anna by telling her she wanted to use the hat against her and that Anna lied about why her parents went to see Rumpel. Of course, this plan fails and Elsa does not believe the Snow Queen. Anna and Elsa plan to trap the Snow Queen in the urn, but she is one step ahead of him. Instead, the Snow Queen casts the spell of Shattered Sight on Anna in hopes that Elsa will be forced to kill her. But Elsa's love for her sister is too strong and the Snow Queen's plan backfires. Anna instead traps Elsa in the urn, which upsets the Snow Queen and freezes Arendelle. The Snow Queen takes the urn and meets the apprentice to give him the sorcerer's hat in exchange for her third magical sister. Back in Storybrooke, things heat up between Robin and Regina. Robin wants to help Regina get her happy ending and is all about Operation Mongoose. Will helps Robin try to find clues in the library and page 23 appears in Robin's satchel. This is a duplicate page that shows Regina and Robin together at the bar. Meanwhile, Emma is struggling to control her power and seeks Rumpel's help to get rid of her powers. He tells her there is a way, but it will be permanent. This, of course, is a trap to steal her powers by using the sorcerer's hat. Luckily, Elsa stops Emma before she can go through with Rumpel's plan by helping her control her powers. But all is not lost for Rumpel because the missing piece he needs to be rid of the dagger is the heart of his oldest friend, which is Hook. The Snow Queen puts on the yellow ribbon, which magically appears on Elsa and Emma's wrists, binding them together. <laughs> it's a lot of show that happened. A lot of show. Now, with all that show, how do you feel about the... The whole two episodes overall. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, do you like the direction that it's going without revealing too much? Because we're going to deep dive in a little bit. I did like it. And I like the direction that it's going for sure. It answered a lot of questions. It kind of tied up, not really loose ends, but a lot of the questions we had mm-hmm. in prior episodes. I think it'll be interesting to see how Rumple is going to use Hook to get what he wants. I'm interested in that too. And I think... It was kind of watching a movie in that they gave you so much in so little time because I thought, I kept thinking like, oh, this is where they're going to wrap it up because it kept, yeah. they kept giving you punches and punches of like, here's this story and here's this. And I was like, whoa, they're giving us a lot. I almost wanted to rewatch the episode just to, to make sure I got everything and took everything in. I will be rewatching. I mean, we have a week, two weeks now right. to really recap and indulge in what they gave us um, because like we mentioned there won't be sh- no show next week. 
So this actually gives me the time to really look it over thoroughly and have some more theories and see what's going to happen because, boy, after this episode, they gave us a lot. They but. did. And and as as we're talking right now, it's I'm thinking to myself, well, you're going to see the other stories come to light, like the Operation Mongoose part of it, Rumpel's side of it, because now the Snow Queen has what she wants. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a good mixture and a good, yeah, good mixture of everybody's stories and we got to I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of the stories that were in the background and I think we saw that in this episode where a lot of the stuff they have been bringing up slowly it just resurfaced kind of I don't know oil and water but this time they both came up (laughs) right so I think that's the direction it's finally going and getting really nervous because I believe after the this little break that we have now we have two more episodes and then I think we go on another break Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I'm not oh. 100% sure, but I was looking at a little schedule because that, that whole question, like, why are they going off on break for a while? I actually had to look into that, and that's something I found. But we first want to take this time to go ahead and thank all those who are participating in the Facebook group, and that's over at facebook.com slash group slash Beyond Storybrook. Now, I know that's a lot to remember, so just go to <laughs> beyondstorybrook.com. And you'll have a link there that will connect you directly to that group where you can join the conversation there that we're having after the podcast and in between every episode. And that's going to become really handy when we go on little breaks like this in in the next coming week. Also, when they go on for a winter break, we're going to keep the show going. And that's probably through, you know, conversations that are happening in the group. And this is something we haven't discussed yet, but... Maybe we have like a little, I don't know, Beyond Storybrook Hangout, um, maybe like a YouTube, uh, I think it's called Google Hangouts, Yeah, where you can hang out with some people, start talking that way. And if not, you can give us your feedback and we'll make another just in-between episode. That way we can just keep the conversation going because there's a lot of questions that are going to start coming up. We're going to be working on our family tree. That's right. We have not forgot about that, Daniel. Yeah. We're still working on it. Again, it's the whole email thing that we need to figure out, and we're getting that situated right now. But once again, we keep getting new members on the group, and I want to thank each and every one of you for joining the group and those who speak up. uh, It's really, I just, I get so excited. You know, Facebook's kind of like this platform where you kind of go in there and have to go through all the feeds and all that. But when you see a notification that you got something (laughs) from once upon a time, that always makes me happy. Same here. We love to hear from you guys, whether it be theories, ideas, or answering some of the questions that we ask on the show that we don't know the answers to. Yeah, Daniela brought up um, Aurora because we had asked about how did Aurora, you know, all of a sudden end up in Storybrooke along with Cinderella. And she mentioned that she came with the second curse. Right. You know, again, thank you so much for those that participate and let us know. Uh, We're just helping out each other with this once upon a time journey. Yeah, we're fans like you, so we share, you share. Yep. You have here the overall theme, and this is, I usually bring up the theme, so go ahead. Well, this, you know, the theme is so evident throughout the episode. I mean, you you constantly hear it and everybody's saying it. And I found the theme to be believe in yourself, love yourself, embrace yourself, and pretty much accept yourself. It comes down to love. All it, of it. It all does come down to love. And and that is key to, I feel like, every character 
in this episode or pivotal character um, that we're going to start, we're going to highlight on this show. Yeah, I agree. So let's go at it. Our number one is the Snow Queen. Of course. Let's start with the Snow Queen. <laughs> the meat, the meat of the potato, the meat. The meat and the potatoes. <laughs> the meat and the potatoes, but this is the meat. This is this is it. So we finally see the Snow Queen and she gets what she wants. And I just want to say first, how patient is she to wait that long for Emma to be born and to finally find her? You have Rumple tell her, you got to be patient for what you want. No, it was not Rumple. Sorry, that was the sorcerer. Yes. He's the one who said, you, if you want this, you have to be very patient. And let's go back to where, when they, whenever they take the story back to Ar- Arendelle, it always says, many years ago. Or a long, long time ago. Long, or a long time ago. Yeah, a long, long time ago. And then you're back to the present day. And just now, the queen is starting to get <laughs> traction in what she wants. So... She's very dedicated. And with that dedication comes danger. Well, remember, too, when she did first make that deal, Emma wasn't even born. And she got upset a little bit. Like, how am I going to make a deal when the person's not even born yet? Faith. Again, one of the messages was faith. And she didn't even know it. But there she goes. She had the faith to believe that because she was promised that she will have her magical sisters in place... You know, it was going to come. It was worth the wait. Yeah. After all these years, who knows how long? I I don't want to say centuries, but after all these years, she finally gets what she wants. Wouldn't you like that, though? You're able to go through all these years and never age and still look (laughs) awesome. That's a vampire. That's a different show. (laughs) (laughs) But so and speaking about the Snow Queen, you know. We said the overall theme was to embrace yourself, love yourself, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And she has all these elements already. And she comes off as a villain, right? Mm-hmm. And But in the end, she knows she's magical. She accepts it. She knows she has power. She accepts it. She embraces it. All she wanted was a family. Which she pushed away. The last episode made me feel bad for her because you see her, she accidentally freezes her sister, you know, kills her sister accidentally. And I was left like, I wanted to cry when I saw that. And you can feel her pain. Um, This actress, the way she expresses that emotion did so well that I felt sorry for her. But then my logical and reasoning mind said, wait a minute, she brought this upon herself because I, I think it's what this show has showed us that when you become too desperate and you don't, you're not patient and you don't trust, you know, the path that you're given, you will try to take shortcuts. Shortcuts lead to danger. Shortcuts lead to trouble. Shortcuts lead to tragedy. So we have here where she you didn't have the faith in her sisters. This is when Rumpel said, hey, you don't need me. You don't need my magic. Just have, keep with what you have. And she didn't give that up. She just said, no, I, I need this. This is You have my instant answer. And I think that's when, you know, Enchanted Forest uh, nature kind of said, okay, well, you didn't have faith in your sisters, so you're going to lose one. And then you're going to lose this one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, I just went on a, a <laughs> large a tangent. tangent. But... That this is tying to this episode is that 
all she wants is to have that sisterhood, have family member, be with those who adore her, love her, what she already had. But because she she didn't really cherish it, she wasn't grateful for it, she lost it. And now she's forcing it to happen by having mm-hmm. Emma and Elsa on her team and taking their happiness away, which right. is kind of, you know, how can you create a sisterhood when you take away their happiness? Oh, wait, you take away their memory. <laughs> right. Don't you get the feeling, too, that, okay, so you bring back the Snow Queen and her sisters. Do you think, I got the feeling that there's not really a jealousy, but there's some, the relationship that Anna and Elsa have is so strong that I kind of think that the Snow Queen was a little jealous because Anna had the faith in her sister that Gerda never had in her. Oh, yeah. Right? Is that one reason why she would want to get rid of Anna? I mean, yes, she's not magical and, you know, she could be in the way potentially of having a magical family, but... I think she just has that bad experience in her past is that those who don't have the power don't understand what they're going through. And thanks to that, she feels that her sister put her away, used her own, you know, that that urn was for her use only. Right. But her sister turned it against her. And I think that's what created that was, well, if you don't have powers, then you don't know what it is to be like us. So you're not a part of us. I think that's where that came from. Right. But I I think also, too, she was jealous. There was a huge bond there between, obviously, between the two. Yeah, you could see that her plan of sabotage was she had to cast a spell pretty much on Anna in order to get what she wants. Right. But that plan still backfired. Mm -hmm. You know, her scheming wasn't strong enough to break through their sisterly love. Again, forcing something that's not really supposed to happen. So I, I just want to comment to how the Snow Queen can play people pretty well. She spins the truth in a way that, you know, I think at one point Elsa maybe believed her, but, you know, then thought, no, nah, there's no way Anna would would do that or use that, use the sorcerer's hat on me. They're too smart for her. I, I think she t- she does, like you said, drops a little, uh, I don't know, See, a little doubt. Doubt, yeah. But it's quickly rejected because they know, no, I know this person more than you think you, you're trying to place them as in my mind. <laughs> so in Storybrooke, let, I want to talk real quick, too, about Rumple trapping her, so to speak, in the urn as he walks around in a circle mm. and makes a, you know, that binds her there like the urn would bind her there, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, I asked myself, um, I, one, you kind of feel for Ingrid. Because I'm kind of not really rooting for her, but hey, all she wants is a family. I don't, I, yeah, it's forced, right? Mm-hmm. But her intentions is just to have a family. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really want to hurt anyone, although she will hurt whoever, you know, gets in her way. But I kind of feel for her at that moment. And you can see the desperation in her eyes because she wants to go and tell Emma to stop. Yeah. And if you're hearing that squeaky noise, we have a little dog here who loves, I don't know, it's weird. She knows that when we're talking about Beyond Storybrooke, she has to bring out all her squeaky toys. So just give us one little moment here and take away her squeaky toys. Good. (laughs) (laughs) But also at the same time in that, uh, you know, I kind of feel for her, but I asked, I asked too, 
who's smarter, Rumple or Ingrid? They always seem to be one step ahead of whoever, and this time Rumple was kind of one step ahead of Ingrid. That's what I was going to ask. Who do you think is a, st- a step ahead? Because so far, I've seen that Ingrid has been a step ahead. Mm-hmm. And Rumple just kind of keeps up quickly. But I think this time, he did do the whole move because he kept her in that location to make sure, hey, if somebody's ever going to go in between this, it's Ingrid. Right. And sure enough, blocks her chance. <sighs> and there he was just about to get his way. So I have to ask, too, because I saw at the end when they put the yellow ribbons on, mm-hmm. right? They all have, well, they don't put them on, but, you know, they all have the yellow ribbons, but they feel the magic working through them. So they're able to use, I'm assuming they're able to use each other's powers or they're more powerful. You know what I mean? They can mix and not mix and match, but they are more powerful because it's like three combined Superpowers the powers put together. combined. What was that? that's from like Earth Justice League or something? No, no, Captain Planet. Captain Planet. <laughs> it's like the rings of Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, ribbons combined. I I think that's what they meant. That right. because now they're all tied together, they're all reunited, so to speak. They're able to really just tap into this power altogether. I'm not sure if they can transfer each other's powers or their power altogether collectively is just powerful. That I wonder, because then I think, did she really want a family or she wanted to be powerful? Both. I think that's what it is. She, the one criteria for her family was for them to be magical so that they would understand her. They could have that understanding. But, but I think now that she has a taste of magic, she knows that she's able to have her way because... She uses her magic to manipulate, to to control the situation. So I think we've seen this in Regina. We've seen this in Rumpel. Mm-hmm. They don't want to depart from their power. Nope. And it's because of that. And you see this in this episode, too. So you brought up Rumpel. Mm-hmm. He even says it. The man, he's the man who always chooses power. That's him. Yeah, he admitted it. Th- that was a pretty powerful moment, I think, for me, for him to say that. Because I think he's always, we always see a very struggling rumple where because of those that he loves, he wants to choose against the power. He wants to keep trying to be a good man. But I think in this episode to hear him say, I will always choose power. That was a moment for me. Yeah. And his plan, his plan was to essentially steal Emma's power and Mm -hmm. trap it in the the sorcerer's hat. What do you, but to think that him doing that, that means Emma would be gone. So for mm-hmm. him to actually want to go through with it, I was really amazed at that. Uh, not so much me, because he... he Again, went, power. He wants the power. But also, again, I think that whole trying to get that Emma's power and mm-hmm. trapping in a sorcerer's hat is a piece to him not being in control of the dagger, or him not being controlled by the dagger anymore. So that's his end game. That's his goal. That's and he only has, you know, his eyes on that. And to me, that's the kind of person Rumpel is. If he wants something, whatever it takes, whether it be hurting whoever, lying to Bell, you know, forever getting rid of Emma. Did you notice we never see Bell in this episode no, at all? Exactly. He brings her up, 
and says that even Belle takes me for who I am, which is true. I almost was waiting when Hook was on the phone oh. in in his, his pawn shop right. and he's explaining the whole thing. I was waiting for her to come around the corner after he left and having her overhear the whole thing. Is that the deleted scene? Have you seen the deleted scene? I, I haven't. It. I want to post it on Facebook, but I don't. I think the deleted scenes between uh, Emma and Elsa. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I was going to say because I got that same weird, weary feeling too that she's going to pop out, and that's her moment where she finds out about Rumpel. But yeah. we don't see her one bit in this episode. I think her name just comes up once in that one time to, when Rumpel admits that he's a man who chooses power. And that those like Belle accept him for who he is. But he's never true to his own self. So how can everybody else accept him for who he is? He's practically lying to everybody. Yeah. Even himself, I think, struggles what, with that. What I find, not I guess ironic, is he calls Ingrid, he calls the Snow Queen a villain. You know, is she really a villain? You don't think she's a villain, even at this point after everything's happened? I think, of, okay, let me take that back. Yes, she's a villain, but like all villains, there is a, not a history or a past or something that makes them a little bit more human. But it still makes you a bad one because you're not, <laughs> why can't you just be like everybody else who has a problem but doesn't hurt others because of your problem? I just want the villains to have a happy ending too. <laughs> You're on Operation Mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Emma and Elsa. All right, so Emma is struggling with her powers, trying to control it. My question is, why does she go to Rumpel? Why not go to Regina, who's helped her before? Why not even go to the Snow Queen, who's willing to accept her? Just, you know, take advantage and have her teach you how to control it and then control it and then use it against her if you want. Well, she wouldn't go to the Snow Queen because all of these problems are stemming up since they've known of the Snow Queen. So that's one person who, even as Emma, I wouldn't even go to her. Be like, no, that's what am I doing? Regina, on the other hand, I kind of see that. Why didn't she go to Regina? She kind of has always been turning to Regina lately to create that bond. And maybe that's where she kind of said, well... I'm trying to create a relationship with her. I don't want to have to force her to help me. So maybe that's the reason. And because Rumpel's always the answer man. so <laughs> But with a price. We all know that. Yeah. Again, that, there's a ma I'll do anything. Those are the magic words. And when we when I heard her say that, I was like, oh, come Here we on. go. <laughs> this is where this is where the 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 directors and the writers, they know like that's where we're, our ears and eyes are going to be like, what? No, she shouldn't do that. I don't know why she trust, went to Rumpel and trust him. To, I mean, she does explain that because you're Henry's grandfather. That's what, not what enough, th Yeah, what difference does that make? You're also Neil's father. You're also the guy <laughs> that's ruined many people's lives because of the price that you have them pay. I guess at that point, she's kind of out of options. You know what I did like, though, is that she agreed at that very moment. Okay, let's um, do it. I'm, I'm down for it. I want this to go away. Where in most cases, 
with Rumple, it takes time, or it doesn't take time. It's almost an instant gratification. Like, you want this here, you got it, boom, the deal is sealed. Mm-hmm. With her, it was a journey. It, it took a whole, kind of the whole episode to get to that point where she had to make that choice. I think, though, the reason being is to lure her away from everyone else to, to try to stop his plan. But I'm just saying, yeah. I, that's what I liked about this um, this deal, as yeah. opposed to many other deals that Rumpel usually deals with. It's almost instant that it, this, the the deal is made and it's sealed, and they, there is no going back. Where in here, Emma go, goes through a whole journey, and she's facing that door, and we're there with her, right. and we're kind of rooting with all these other characters to go <laughs> and save her. We're like, no, don't walk in there. So I want to bring up Henry. Mm-hmm. The whole grass is on, greener on the other side type of deal. Because you, here you have Emma who has these powers. And okay, this is not going to ever happen in the real world. But if I had powers like her, I wouldn't want to get rid of them, right? And here you have Henry who wishes he had magical powers. And that conversation with Regina that he had. And all Henry wants, he says, I want to be special. I want to have powers too. And, you know, she reminds him. Well, remember, you do have the heart of the truest believer. Don't forget that you are special. Yeah, that was a little moment right there. Um, You know, he's in Give It to the Boy, where he grew up knowing all about this magic and this enchanted forest and that his family's special, yet he's there without any powers. So as a kid, you're kind of pretty bummed. Like, I don't have any powers. And (laughs) my mom has, she's the savior, for God's sakes. You know, she can save (laughs) the whole entire history, really. But he has nothing. So, I, you know, from a little boy's standpoint, it was a little tough for him. But to re- for Regina to kind of step back and say, you know, you have what we all need. He's the glue. Yep. He is the glue. I th- so I think those that's very pivotal that his mom and him together. Mm-hmm. They're going through the same thing, mm-hmm. struggling about magic or whether they have powers or not. Yeah. And how to use that power, I think. Right. To make the situation all the better for the future, the present and the future. I also like the scene with Regina and Snow and Charming pretty much saying, are you crazy? Like you're, you're letting her go try to get rid of her powers. Pretty much. Are you crazy? You're taking away what makes her special. And that that moment it like clicks. It's like Regina had all the common sense and they didn't even think about that. Well, cause they're trying to be the supportive, you know, parents and you have, Poor Snow, <laughs> still feeling very guilty for acting the way she did. The first thing that she does when Emma answers is to apologize that I didn't mean to do that, and I, I'm so sorry. I'm horrible. It's you know, apolo- you know, apologies. Right, and it's funny that they try hard and they mean well, but whatever they do, it just isn't right. They're pretty goofy. <laughs> They're very cute, goofy though. All right, so let's bring it back to Emma. So we see the house again. Isn't that the same house? The house they're in is the house that Belle and Rumpel had their honeymoon in. That is, yeah, that is their house. So this house, again, we don't know where it came from. It just all of a sudden is in the story. So I want to see what role it plays later on down the line. So in this sense, in this episode, it was to trap Emma so to speak 
and lure her there so that Rumple can steal her powers. A lot happens in that location in the latest I, episode. And the question is, whose house is that? Yeah, that has not been answered yet. Nope. I think it will be pretty soon. So right. we have yet to have that going. All right. So we're we're talking about the house now. Let's talk about Emma in the house and Elsa there to save her, right? Mm-hmm. So Emma helps her because she has gone through the same exact thing. And if you think about it, Elsa, the Snow Queen, and Emma, at one point, they've all knew what each other was going through. They feel isolated or their family fears them or they can't control their powers. So what better person to help Emma control her powers than Elsa? So you have Elsa there as the cheerleader who pretty much wakes up, revives Emma and says, this is why you're needed and this is why you should never get rid of your powers because it makes you. And you have, yeah, Elsa as the glue to say, hey, we've been there, but now we have each other, right? Right. Now now she has a friend who she can really uh, relate to. You know, I think she wants it to be Regina, but here you have in front of her Mm -hmm. someone who can completely understand her, knows her feelings, knows what she's going through. So I think that's where Emma finally woke up and said, yeah, and that was pretty cool. I liked when they touched the hands, like everything just kind of, it was a big wave. Because Emma was scared to touch anyone or anything. And, you know, the moment Elsa did it, it just reiterated, like, you can control it. I'll teach you how to control it. And again, it all comes down to the overall theme of embracing it and believing in yourself that you can control it. And all else settles and goes in. Everything goes into place place. once you do that. So when this is happening, we have poor Hook wrapped up on the fence at the hands of Rumple, who's always, and he brings it up in this moment, he brings up his ex-wife, right? Yeah. He brings right. up everything. Just here's all my hate for you. And you know what? I may not get Miss Swan in there, but I will have you to help me get what I want. So I'm going to take your heart away. Right. And what do you think about that? Well, he needed that heart too. I think the missing piece that the Snow Queen whispered in his ear was that for, for Rumple to get, I think, the heart of his oldest friend and his oldest friend in Storybrooke right now is Hook. That's why he's doing the flashback. Like, you, my friend, are are the one. You knew my ex-wife. And I know you from way back when. And I don't have any other friends here. But that's... You you think that's what the Snow Queen told him? Yeah, I think that's what the Snow Queen told him. Hmm. Rewatch. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I guess I do have to rewatch. Because that did not come to my mind one bit. I don't know. Maybe I was just so involved. You know, when you get so involved in the story, you don't really think back too much. But yeah, maybe. Okay. I I think that's the missing ingredient, the missing piece that he needs. Because he says, now that I have, I think he says, now that I have your heart, you have to find a replacement for that magic that you just lost me to make that sorcerer's hat more magical. Because I think now he needs more magic in the hat in order for him to, I don't know if he's going to cast a spell or what have you to get rid of the uh, control of the dagger. Without having Emma. Right, without having Emma. So he pretty much said, Hook, you need to find me magic that will replace the one you just... Took away from me. Took away from me, right? Hmm. 
And we already see almost instantly that he's acting a little different with Emma. Yeah. Poor guy. He's <laughs> he's all he always ends up as Rumpel's puppet some way, somehow, whether through bra- blackmail or actually having his heart. It's just he can't catch a break. Now, do you think that Emma will get her cell phone back? And when she gets her cell phone back, she hears his message. I thought he erased it. Did he? Pretty sure. Because the last thing that I saw was that Rumpel had her cell phone. Yeah, had her cell phone and said, if you think she's going to hear this message, it's, I thought he said it was erased. Oh, see, I need, okay, I need to rewatch. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think that that's pretty sad because now you have, you also have this whole time we've been seeing, and I keep bringing this up and because it's pivotal to the whole story. We've been seeing Emma you know, coming through this whole journey. She's growing up with her family. She's fin- finally accepting her powers. She goes through this big tragedy with these past two episodes. Now, pretty much it's, you know, Operation Let's Get Rid of the Queen. <laughs> Operation Let's Get Our Family, you know, together, make sure that they're safe. And, and now I can be in love. I can be in peace. But you have Hook. His mm-hmm. heart's gone. Yeah. So that's going to change that dynamic. Always, always happy endings. Hmm. I think happy endings are hard to come by whether you're a villain or not. Yes, because it's always, it's a tug of war, I think. Absolutely. So speaking of happy endings, let's go into Operation Mongoose. I do want to start, though, with uh, Snow and Regina's conversation about believing that you could actually have a happy ending and you know regina's not down but saying you know what i'm a villain like i'm not i'm not villains don't get happy endings the book says so i'm I'm a villain and snow ghost says remember though you're not all evil and i'm not all good remember snow had a dark Mm -hmm. went to the dark side just a little bit so snow snow's pretty much telling her if you believe you can have a happy ending you can you, you know, there's hope out there. And, you know, Regina brings up, well, the book says this and says that. And they're taking this book as if it were the end know, all, the end all. all be all. So if you do that, doesn't that take away your free will? And I think she kind of poses that question. Or do I pose it? <laughs> Maybe I pose that question. No, I think we all do that. We all pose that question. And... I was trying. I was remembering when that whole scene happened. Where, so now we have Mister Boyfriend in the mix, where he goes and he wants to be part of Operation Mongoose. Um, Robin goes to the library with Will to try to find some type of evidence, mm-hmm. and oh, lo and behold, the whole evidence was in his bag the whole time. That kind of struck my question. Like, what? How did that happen? So I think it kind of goes back to. I think they had that conversation. Uh, Snow was talking to Regina and said. Well, the book comes and appears when whoever needs it most. Like for Henry, he needed it the most and it just appeared out of nowhere and she gave it to him. So in that sense, you're saying you have hope. And if you give the hope, then the then book it, will. Yeah, the book pretty much have hope. The book will answer. There will be a sign. Something will show you. And at the same time they're having this conversation, Robin finds page 23 of the book that shows him and Regina kissing in the bar exactly so if they kiss in the bar and they go with 
that side of the story, wouldn't that make Marianne disappear if they accept it? And then they won't be able to find or save Marianne anymore because they embrace that storyline. So it's a duplicate page, right? I'm thinking, though, that is there another book out there? I think there's multiple books because for a whole book, I mean, I'm a very literal person too. (laughs) The book doesn't look that thick. And for them to have like a beginning and end, that book should be super, super huge where you can't even hold with one hand, two hands. So I'm thinking there may be two books because there's just so much story involved. I don't, I don't know. I I think there is two books for, for that reason. It kind of alludes to that since there's a duplicate page. I think there's another book out there. So does it depend on what, which book you have that comes true? Yeah, I almost, and I hope they don't go in this direction, though. I hope there's not multiple books and then different dimensions and you cross over and this and that. I, I don't want that to happen. No, but, I don't think that but, is happening. You know, that thought did come across my head. I said, no, please don't let that happen. No, I think that they're all in the same... Within the same constraints, just different dimensions, and it depends on what happens, you know. But they can't change the past because they're already where they're at. So what happened to the rest? And I think that's going to be the next mission. Do you still, do you think the sorcerer is the writer of the book? I want to say no. I think that's too easy to, to say it's him. I don't think it's him. Yeah, I... At one point, they they kind of suggest that, but we still haven't seen the sorcerer. Don't you think it's too early to tr- to try to determine who wrote the book? Yeah, I think now I think Operation Mongoose Goose's mission is going to switch to, okay, here's a page. Where's the rest? Is that the book where the villains villains quote unquote get their happy endings? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think. Okay, we're on season four. How long do the creators want the series to go for. If they want it to just go for one more season, then I would understand where they make this mission Operation Mongoose really happen. If they want it to go for another two to three seasons, this Operation Mongoose is going to go under, you know, it's going to be covered Mm -hmm. some way, one one way or another. Because I think to find out who wrote the whole book, to me, that's too, that's too close to the core of the earth type yeah. of thing. Like, why would you <laughs> right. go there so early in your series? And, right. and again, I know we're four seasons in. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty thick of time. But if they're planning to end the series altogether within the next season, that makes sense. Right. But it doesn't look like that's happening. Right. So I'm going to switch gears real quick because... Mm-hmm. I think I kind of cut you off when you said, wouldn't that, you know, if that page 23 existed, would that pretty much, you know, make Marion non-existent? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking now that the Snow Queen has what she wants, because she's the one who made her frozen, right? Mm-hmm. She has what she wants. She's got her family. They're bound together with the ribbons. Wouldn't that break the spell on Marion? Imagine just as Robin accepts, not really accepts, but, you know, chooses Regina, so to speak. And, you know, the spell breaks and she wakes up because they have the ribbons now because the Snow Queen got what she wanted. Well, the Snow Queen is the one who 
I think she's the one who says when it's done. So I don't think necessarily just because they have the ribbons on that that will go away. Do you think so? That could be the wrench. That could be yeah. the wrench again with okay. Robin and I Regina. Yeah. Oh, that would be mad. That would be <laughs> so sad. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Regina. You yeah. just want to give her a hug. I know. What, one more mention, too, because Will, you know, Robin goes to Will, I believe, for help to get more clues, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of mentions that, you know, that clock. He mentions the clock tower, how it was, fro- it was you know, stuck or frozen. So I kind of get the impression that he was already in Storybrooke before even Emma got there. Before Emma got there, like the same time the Snow Queen was there, because we know we already know now the Snow yeah, Queen he was. He kind of comes to be the historian of. Yeah, he's like, what? well, that clock tower is the oldest thing, and underneath there is the library, library where you know find books. Maybe it's because he's been going there so often to try to find his own answers that he found the book of the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that real quick because I got that impression that he was there before anybody not before anybody else but he was there from the beginning have you noticed though he keeps appearing in these episodes but nothing is really moving towards his story they're dropping dropping clues very slowly very very slowly they're bringing him in slowly yeah so the other storylines to get into first all right trina it's time for the game changer moment i thought there were a couple game changers in this episode one being Rumpel taking Hook's heart, and the second being, and I think more pivotal, and I would probably lean more towards being the game changer, is the ribbons, finding Emma, Elsa, and the Snow Queen together. With Hook's heart being gone, I do want to know, like, to what extent is Rump going to take that? Can that possibly be his life? Yeah, he, I mean... His heart is literally in his hands and he could crush it at any moment and Hook will be gone. But, okay, so he, you have Rumpel taking Hook on a certain mission to get him what he wants. Mm-hmm. Let, let's think on Hook's, um, on this operation, now it's Operation Rumpel in my eyes. Um, but whose powers would he take away to get that? What do you mean? So what I'm thinking is if... Rumple wants enough power in order to fulfill what he needs, right? And then you have Hook, who he's responsible now to get that power because he came in the way of, of Emma and Rumple. Wouldn't you think that Hook's mission now is to trap the Snow Queen to get that power and yeah. solve two birds with one stone type of thing? Yep, exactly. It would be, I mean, those those are your only three choices. You know, he's not going to go after Emma or Elsa. And the right. Snow Queen, you know, is is the villain of the three. It took me a while to think that, but I, I finally got it. I was like, oh, wait, I know who the answer is, I think. But we don't know how it's going to play out. Right. And again, the Snow Queen is kind of a rival towards Rumple, So you can get rid of her. Then Rumple pretty much gets whatever he wants. And doesn't have that villain in his way anymore. Because right. it seems like they keep bumping heads. Yeah. So for her to be gone will actually be in favor of Rumple. Exactly. Okay, the ribbons. How did those suddenly appear on them? She just kind of waved her hand and... She's got magic. 
No. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the Snow Queen puts the ribbons on. And yeah, she waves it and all of a sudden they're on her Emma and Elsa's wrists. And it, I think it's kind of the same kind of magic she used to traject herself. When, through the mirror. Through the mirror. Or it could be, hey, I found my sisters. Let me put one on. And they just you, suddenly You appear. go to where I want you to go. Yeah, they suddenly appear on their wrists. Can she control? We don't know yet, right? That's a nope. game changer. We don't know. If, we don't know that if she can control her sisters through the ribbons now, right. or if they can control her. Ooh, right. That happens. It could, and it could be too that their magic's intertwined, and like you said, they can control one another. The question would now be: How do they break the spell of the ribbons? How do they take it off? Because if if you remember, Emma and Elsa tried taking it off. They, they said it was too strong. Yeah. So how do they get rid of that magic? Are they going to turn to Rumple? They better not turn to Rumple. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last person they should be turning to. Nobody learns their lesson. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, nobody learns their lessons. Only Hook knows. Hmm. Don't make a deal with the guy. Don't. Not at all. No matter what you want, you will pay the price, dearie. That's right. And on that note, I think that wraps it up for this episode of Beyond Storybrook. Yes, and we'd like to thank you once again for joining us here on this conversation. If you'd like to continue to join the conversation outside or after we end the show, when this show stops playing with the music, head over to Facebook and join the Beyond Storybrook group. You can also email us, Facebook us, twi- we have a Twitter page. All of these links and everything will be found at beyondstorybrook.com. And if you're just tuning in to the first episode of Beyond Storybrook, you have about nine or eight more episodes to listen to previously. And this is the best time to actually catch up if you've missed any episodes because we have about a week off, a little over a week off. So mm-hmm. go ahead and tune in if you have any questions or want to communicate with us. As always, I I would always put this out there in the beginning, and I will say it now. If you want to join Trina and I on talking, and you want to be a co-host with us to talk about the show, just one-time thing, you're more than welcome to. Just, again, email us, connect with us, and we'll make it happen, because I think more the merrier is what makes this uh, a lot more funner to talk about once upon a time. So with that, we leave you with this latest episode of Beyond Storybrook. You can always go to beyondstorybrook.com for more. Until two weeks from now, we will catch you again. Thanks for listening. <laughs>